Hey, it's Tony Bruschi. When you're not listening to this podcast, be sure to check out one of our others, like this one, The Grave Talks. Every week, I talk with individuals who've been affected quite intimately and personally by the supernatural. We hear their stories one-on-one in our conversations. In fact, here's a 15-minute preview of one of this week's two new episodes of The Grave Talks. And if you like it, just search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Today on The Grave Talks, holding on to life. Conversation with David Barrett. Investigations into the supernatural for almost 20 years. He's traveled to the United States and United Kingdom to investigate some of the most haunted locales in both countries. He's an expert in using a variety of ITC equipment in order to have conversations with the departed. He's author of three books, all of which focus on myths and legends around the world. On this episode of The Grave Talks, we'll find out about his encounters with the otherworldly. Well, it first started, now, when I say it started, the first experience I had, um, I was 12 years old. And at that age, I mean, my mom and dad had broke up, so you can imagine there was a lot of emotion involved. And at this time... Um, now, my house that I stay in was always owned by my family. There was no other family that stayed there. And I was I was still in my living room and I was lying on the couch and I'd seen this, what I would class as a full spectrum, coming right through through the wall, looked at me, turned round and went back through the wall. Now, she was fluorescent. She was, like, glowing. Now, at this point, I, I tried to scream to wake my mum up because it was, it was probably about, like, 10 o'clock at night. I couldn't scream because I was that scared. And it, this thing stuck in my mind, you know, and I, I'd said to my mum, and my mum had been through photos, and it turned out, I pointed out, it was my it was my mum's um, sister that had died um, like, kind of years past, and, you know, that kind of like blew me away. They're coming from a Catholic background, and they don't like talking about the paranormal, or, you know, it's all, you know, it's all taboo. So it was, it was left there. It wasn't until I was about 22, I'd piqued an interest and I'd went in my first like an investigation. And my, previously, because my dad to them, he'd, he'd passed, he'd died in a house fire. Oh, wow. So I was at this haunted location. It was in Glasgow and we were doing the Ouija boards. Um, so I mean, my day job, so I'm a scientist. So I was on the Ouija board, not expecting anything to happen. And all of a sudden... My dad started coming through, so I came off the board because I know like the board you can like move the board without like knowing. And um, so I came off the board and I was directing the questions to four strangers did not know me, and it was still my dad coming through. So I asked like personal questions that only myself knew, and no one else knew. I mean, the people that actually know the answer to this question, I could count in my hand, and it was giving me all these answers. I then got, how did you pass? And it said fire, like like chest, and it this absolutely blew, it blew me away, you know, because I was like, you can imagine, you know, what it was such an emotional time, um, and that kick started my paranormal journey. Now that was going on about twenty odd years ago. I am um, since then, you know, I built up my own team. Yeah, I've done like TV work, you know, I've wrote books. Um, I've investigated all over the world, um, and I continue to this day. It's it's my passion. It's my hobby. It's my passion. Mm-hmm. 
talk let's talk about the the situation where you communicated with your father through the Ouija board. Was this done? Was this done at the location of the fire or was this a different location where you conducted that Ouija board session? It was a different location. It was um, a, it was a cathedral hotel in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. It's um, one of the most haunted locations in Glasgow. Um, it was done in there. So when this happened, uh, the the fire uh, at the hotel, and, and this, you said this is where your father passed in that same location? No, sorry. No, no, no. No, my dad had passed. And it was a house fire in his own okay. house. Um, this was a public okay. investigation okay. that so went on. This was a different location. Okay, because I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. if you were back at that location where no. he passed. He was, okay, so you were at, at that hotel uh, and, and then using a Ouija board to try and communicate with him. When you began doing this, what was going through your mind? Did you think you were actually going to find some sort of communication with him? What what kind of pushed you to attempt this initially with a Ouija board? Well, I, I went there because I had, a, I had an interest. I, I, I had no conception of like um, I was going to contact my dad. I was just going because of just a bit, you know, the, the interest in the paranormal at the time. Um, the Ouija board, it was the people that run it. It was, you know, one of these public events. Yeah. So the people that run it and they brought the board out and they're like, it would end up like to go on it. And I'm like, okay, I put my hand on it. So that's how it all started. So it was just, it was there. Let's give it a shot and, and see what yeah. happens, essentially. So you, you begin this this session. What what do you begin asking? Well, it started off as a random question because we're all taking turns. And it, it started coming over. If you get any questions for anyone in the, the group of four, and it was coming over to me. And then I was, maybe, I was then starting to get an inkling. I wonder if this could be like my dad. So I started asking questions, and then it was, I was getting the answers. But as soon as I started getting the answers, I had the the mindset to come off the board, you know, because I, I didn't want it to be subconsciously moving it, you know. So I came off the board, and another member sat down, four strangers, and I was directing questions, and it was giving me the answers. So it's it's giving you these answers that are are very pertinent to your father, and, and yeah. Now, was there any question in your mind that you were communicating with your father? Of course, people will argue or say, "Well, that's something trying to trick you, trying to gain your trust that you're talking with your father." What are your thoughts on on those sort of thoughts on on an event like this? Well, at the time, I thought. I mean, I was I was convinced it was my father, but after like obviously researching the paranormal like for you know for twenty odd years now, I do come to the conclusion it may have been my father. It could also have been another spirit there, because obviously you know my theory is spirits can um, read your mind, so it could be another spirit that's at that location was obviously reading my mind and saying the answers. So you know. I was communicating something in the afterlife. That's not for any questions. Wasn't my father. I, mean, I like to say it as you know, just because like you know, it gives me comfort. Sure. But you know, could I say like one hundred percent it was my father? No. Was it a spirit? Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely a spirit. But wasn't my father? I can't say conclusively. Have you ever attempted to communicate with him again? I have, and I've, I've succeeded a couple of times um, using ITC again. You know, it could be another spirit just, um, you know, jumping on, manipulating it. I've had no, like, um, like evidence, like, 100%. It would be very difficult, you know, we work in within the paranormal field. Sure. But, but let's talk about that for a minute, using ITC. Now, I know electronic voice phenomena is in that category. When you yeah, specifically yeah. say, is that the exact same thing using ITC, or is it a broader spectrum thing? <laughs> 
ITC is just it covers them all, like your EVP, your your spirit box, like your app, okay. anything your old recorders as well. It, it comes all under the one um, like communication. Yeah. So, what were you specifically using the other times that you attempted to communicate with your den? Well, yeah, the first time I was using it, it was um, uh, a Radio Shack radio. You know that mm-hmm. had been. You know, broken, so it was like whipping out. Um, I was getting some like really good answers. And the other time, I was um, using this own app that was created. Um, I had an ITC app created. Um, you now, a lot of people say that apps don't work. And to be honest, you know, all I say to these people is just like give them a, a chance. Most apps don't work, but there is a few that do work. One that does work is um, Echovox. That started me off about, um, I think it was maybe about 10 years ago. And I primarily work with Mona app now. Now, I used to do Facebook Lives, you know, and the way I work with, with doing ITC, because it's primarily ITC that I, um, my, paranormal, my paranormal is, it's, it's ITC. Yeah. I always ask intelligent questions. I don't ask yes or no. I'll ask intelligent questions. Um, like, for instance, I was at a prison a few weeks ago, and it was Peterhead Prison up in the north of Scotland, big high-security prison. So I get the ITC out, um, I, I started going, could you tell me the name of this prison? Clear as day, it says Peter Heads. It, it, okay, it's, it, it, it's hard to, to deny or, or argue when it's, <laughs> it's being that clear. Yeah. And I also said, "What is it? What is my tablet sitting on?" And it, and it was a, it was a you know table tennis, mm-hmm. you know, for the prisoners. And it said it, it said tennis table tennis. So uh, you know, some of these that, that's the kind of the stuff I get like, from investigation. It's really intelligent questions. It's the only way to do ITC properly. No yes or no questions. Intelligent. When you begin that and, and you get uh, kind of some grounding there, saying intel or asking intelligent questions, and you get basics like you know where am I? What is this mm-hmm. on? Okay, then, then you you've established that you are communicating with someone or something uh, over yeah. there. Once you've established there's that line of communication going, where do you want to go with your conversation or your questions after that? What I tend to do is, if I'm in a location, like for instance a prison, I'll just start off with that, and then I'll, I'll try and like dig a little bit deeper, like if I can get any names of like prisoners or things along that type of things. What were they in for? You know, it just depends where you are. Mm-hmm. Is it more so just? trying to learn that individual's history. Do you ever go into an investigation trying to get some sort of question answered? Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes, we, depending where we are, you know, we'll try and get this, like, question answered. You know, like, for instance, um, if it's a certain place, like, for instance, if I was doing, like, East Drive, you know, I, I, I was asking the question, you know, there's, Fred's, you know, the monk, and I, and I asked the question, what did you do to the daughter? And on the ITC, we got pulled up the stairs, pulled by hair, which obviously backs up the evidence of what happened in the house. Sure. Do you think that something like this, uh, obviously it's used, you know, for paranormal investigations, uh, would this sort of thing ever be usable uh, in police work or trying to find answers to mysteries and, and crimes that don't have many answers or cold cases? I think it could be used. Um, because you hear a medium has been used, which is along the similar lines of ITC that, you know, they're communicating with the spirit. I, I don't see why it couldn't be used. 
I haven't done it myself just because I, I wouldn't like to do any sort of open case. Um, if I to do some of that, like for instance, if, if the police came to me and asked me for help, mm-hmm. you know, I would I obviously I would I would lend my hands and it would help. So I've done it with you know many people like the public and they've they've came to me in the past. Can you try and communicate and if we'll put it down and they've left shop and they've maybe they've talked to their husbands or and I always say to them and if you're communicating with spirit, you know, like ask them what was your nickname or something like so that you know that you're actually still communicating with spirit. When you're having those uh, those conversations back and forth. Is there a time window on how long they typically last? Are they able, is it kind of a short window where they're connected to this and then they fade off? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that. Yeah. ITC, like for me anyway, you know, it's peaks and troughs. You get a burst in maybe like 20 minutes and then it'll die off and pardon the pun. And then it needs to sort of like, you need to have a break and then it comes back again. Why do you think that is? Well, I'm convinced, you know, spirits, um, like, you know, work off energy. You know, I, I do believe that they feed off our energy, um, like like batteries, for instance, um, our own energy, because technically we are human batteries. So I think, you know, they get drained and they have to, like, sort of, you know, like, re-energize. Eventually, they just kind of run out of energy and yeah. need some time to, to come back. Where are they getting the energy from, do you think, with something like this? The, envi- the environment's a big part. It, it, a lot of spirit energy around about like limestone yeah. and water. Is there ever anything you can do uh, to increase the energy in in the area to extend those conversations, extend the energy that they're able to latch on to, essentially, and, and use? What I like to do um, is, there's a few of us, I like to like rub rub my hands because that's releasing um, energy. I like to do that. Um, I also like to, you know, at the start of an investigation, you know, just a bit, crack a couple of jokes, you know, a good bit of vibe up because I do believe that, you know, the spirits can, you know, feed off of that energy. Hope you enjoyed this 15-minute preview of one of this week's two brand new episodes of The Grave Talks. To hear the rest and get new episodes every Monday and Tuesday right in your podcast feed, search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe or visit thegravetalks.com.